glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. See, if someone says, well, I just don't have faith to believe God for finances. Well, that means there's lack of the word of promise in you concerning finances. Now, see, you might be highly developed in some of the other areas. You could be highly developed in faith concerning healing. Because maybe you'd been taught that, see. But maybe you'd been raised or had grown up in a church where they were, you know, kind of thumbs down on the prosperity message. And I'll tell you, if you are taught every day and every Sunday that to be prosperous is wrong and to be poor is humble, you'll more than likely be poor. Not because it's God's will, but because it's what you believe, see. Now, the Word of God is where the faith comes from. That's why that an individual could be highly developed in one area, such as healing, and not have any faith in the other area of promise, which would be finances or maybe baptism of the Holy Spirit, see. We have to take God's word for it. But when we get off of God's word and go toward religious tradition and traditional ideas, you see, Jesus said, through man's tradition, they've made the word of God of none effect. So if we take tradition for it instead of what God said about it, then, you see, we could have no faith at all, maybe even in healing. Maybe one person would have a lot of faith in finances and could believe God in that area, but had no faith at all for healing. Because they might have been raised in a church and taught that healing went out with the apostles, you see. You know, if that were true, that healing went out with the apostles, then I'd like to know what day it left. Can't you just see Peter and John getting them all lined up one day and saying, Come on, fellas, you got to get here because this is the last day of healing. When this day is over, there'll be no more healing. <laughs> see, I don't want to know what dispensation it went on. I don't know what day it left. Well, it never did leave, see. But you can understand that if you've been raised in a church or someone been raised in a church and been taught from the time they were five years old that God doesn't heal anymore, then that's the way you'd believe. So you see, we have to get our minds renewed to the Word of God and see what God said about these things and then be obedient to it. So we must believe that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Not that God's going to take away from you when you diligently seek God, that he's going to take away from you everything that you have. Now, see, that's kind of the idea that some people get when they read the book of Job. In fact, I had an individual say to me one time, I had taught a seminar in a certain Bible school, and this fellow wrote me a letter. He was studying for the ministry. And he said, now, I know what you taught concerning the book of Job, that Job got himself in fear and opened the door to the devil. But he said, now, I don't believe it that way. He said, I believe that because God knew that Job was strong enough to stand it, that that's the reason that he took everything that he had. And I got to thinking about that. And I thought, dear God, you know, if that were true, what that fellow believed, then we don't have a whole lot to look forward to if we get perfect. He said, you know, Job was perfect, therefore God knew that he could stand it. So I thought, you know, if we get perfect, and the Bible says be perfect as God is perfect, then if we strive for that and obtain to it, then we're going to lose all of our family and all of our possessions. Not a whole lot to look forward to, is it? You know, I can do without that kind of blessing. <laughs> 
Just mark me off if you please. <laughs> I can do without it. But you see, Proverbs says, The blessing of the Lord maketh rich, and addeth no sorrow to it. Now, here's the thing I want us to get down to, is that Jesus is the author. He is the beginning. He authors the faith through the Word of God. And He is the finisher of our faith. God's Word will finish, put the finishing touches to your faith. It started it, and it'll put the finishing touches to it. You see, any trial or test that comes your way, if you'll act on the Word of God, you're going to come out of the situation stronger. And when that happens, some people see it and say, well, you see, that trial, that test made that individual stronger. And that's why God sent that trial their way. Oh, no, God didn't send the trial. The devil sent the trial to get the word out of them. See, we have only but to read Mark, the fourth chapter, to find out that this is the devil's work. Because it tells us there five things that Satan uses to get the word out of you. Affliction is the first thing. Affliction, persecution, deceitfulness of riches, lust of other things entering in. See, choke the word. Well, now, all of those things were designed not to increase your faith, not to make you more like Jesus, but to get God's word out of you and keep you from operating on the word of God. And see, sometimes people say, well, that's the chastening of the Lord. All of these trials and problems and tests of life is the chastening of the Lord. And then you have people that'll say this. They say, uh, well, everything that happens to you in life is the will of God for you. Now, that's God's way of chastening you. And you know, they'll see some guy that drank a fifth of whiskey every day, ended up eating up his liver, and he died young. They say, well, see, the Lord sent judgment on him. Well, the Lord didn't do that. He drank it out of the bottle. I mean, the Lord didn't have a thing to do with that. Wasn't God's judgment. He sowed to the flesh, and of the flesh reap corruption. We serve a good God. God's on our side, you see. Now, Jesus is the author. He's the finisher of our faith. Now, follow this down with me here. Verse 5. And ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. Now, underline the phrase, speaketh unto you as unto children. Now, if you miss this phrase in this passage of Scripture, in this chapter, you're going to miss the whole context of this passage. And this is where a lot of people miss it. Notice it says, forgotten the exhortation, the thing that was spoken to you, which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? Now see, that's a very fair question. Is any father here on earth that would have a child that wouldn't teach his child? Now, see, one of the problems with understanding this passage of Scripture is that we get the idea that the chastening or religious tradition has kind of, I don't know whether it was taught or whether it was just some things we read between the lines, that God was sending some bad things our way to try to teach us something. But you see, the chastening, the word chasten there means to child train. 
Now, if we don't get a clear understanding of what the word means before we start, then you'll miss the whole point. It means to child train. Now, you understand this when you back up to verse 5 and said, You have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. So, see, there's the context of it right there. He's talking about as training a child. And then he says, For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. And then he says, If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not, or correcteth, you see? But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are ye illegitimate children and not sons. Now here is the key to understanding this passage. See, people say sometimes, well, now God sends sickness to chasten his children. And I've heard that preached over national television, and you have too, that God will make you sick sometimes. Well, now, you know, it's kind of like the song that David Engel sings. If God was going to give you sickness, he'd have to steal it first because he don't have any. Sickness couldn't come from heaven because there's not any there. Now, you know, it don't take you long to figure that out. If you just stop, see, and use some common sense. It's a mystery to me why sometimes when people get religious, they lose all common sense and quit thinking. Now, when you get indoctrinated, you quit thinking. And when you quit thinking, you're in trouble, (laughs) to say the least. But you see, God is telling us something here in his word, that he chastens his children. Let's look at some of the passages of scripture. Go with me to Ephesians 6, 4. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Now notice the word nurture here. That is the very same Greek word that's translated chasten or chastisement here in Hebrews chapter 12. It means to nurture a child. Now that's quite different from what some of our preconceived ideas is, see. When we start thinking about chasing, we think God's whipping us. But it's used here in the sense of nurture. Now go to 2 Timothy chapter 3. And let's read from verse 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Now, the same Greek word that's translated chasten or chastise in Hebrews 12 is translated instruction here. So chastening means to instruct. Our Strong's Concordance says the idea there is to child train, to train a child. Now, what some people believe is God's chastisement upon people, his children. See, now he's talking about the father chastens his children. What some people believe is chastisement is not child training at all. It's child abuse. I appreciate so much you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Our offer this week is offer number 7121. That's 7121. It's called The Chastening of the Lord. A single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. Offer number 7121, The Chastening of the Lord. Now let's look at what the scripture says about this. In the 12th chapter of Hebrews is the key to it. Verse 5 and 6, he said, You have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as to children. Now, that's the way you chasten a child, with words. 
Verse 6 says, For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. You know, Jesus said, Now you're clean through the word. And the word of God what cleans us up and changes us. Verse 7 says, If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Lord chasteneth not? In other words, if you're not a son, you won't receive chastening of the Lord, because his chastening comes from the word. And unbelievers and wicked people will not receive the word of God as chastening. Verse 8 says, But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers. Now, when he says all are partakers, he's referring to all children. All the children of God are partakers of chastening, and is chastened through his word. But if you're without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are you illegitimate children, not sons. In other words, if you're not chastened to the Lord through his word, then it's because you're not his son and you won't receive his word. The chastening of the Lord comes through his word. You know, Paul told the church at Corinth, I robbed other churches to do you service. Well, they'd rather be whipped with a stick than for him to said that. He chastened them with the word. That's offer number 7121. It's entitled, The Chastening of the Lord. Single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. The Chastening of the Lord. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you, the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.